Hi, NKY, and welcome to The Sunday Story. I'm Maggie McDonald, Lynx Digital Editor, and I'm sitting here with our sports editor, Evan Dennison. Today, we're talking about Northern Kentucky's upcoming high school football season. How are you today, Evan? Doing great. Looking forward to the upcoming season. Yeah, awesome. Can you tell us um, what you're looking forward to most this upcoming season? You know, Northern Kentucky is really filled with talent up and down the board. Um, There's small schools that are really good. There's big schools that are really good. So... Every year, um, there's going to be a a state title contender or two um, between the six classes in Kentucky, and um, this year is no different. There's also a lot of individual talent. There's a couple kids headed to the University of Kentucky to go play football, which hasn't happened as far as a highly talented recruit in in nearly a decade when Connors Drew Barker did so in 2014. So, you know, cue up the band, the rowdy student sections, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa pulling out their seat backs and... uh, those cotton candy skies come kick off. Awesome. Um, what are some of the top players in the area? Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned the kids that are going to Kentucky. That's uh, Abba Selm from Simon Kenton. He's an offensive and defensive lineman. Big kid, six foot four, two 295 pounds. Ooh. And uh, I think what really sticks out is his versatility and in, in, in movement along the, the front. And uh, he's, a, he's a quick off the ball in terms of defense. And offense, he's going to be a guard for that Simon Kenton offense that uh, – you know, really relies a lot on their their run game and, and read pass options. So he'll be a big 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 cog along the front line there. And um, he also got Covington Catholics Willie Rodriguez, who is a tight end at six foot four, two hundred forty pounds. Rodriguez really blew up in the off season, both with his body and his recruitment. Um, he gained thirty pounds of muscle mass. Really stood out in the off season. And uh, it seemed like every day he was picking up a, an offer from a big school. Um, and essentially he ended up picking Kentucky. And what's really neat about those two is they live about 10 minutes apart. And they do mm-hmm. have a good friendship and bond. And Abba was probably, you know, one of the key pieces in helping him pick Kentucky. They've taken visits together down there to Lexington. So that's really neat. And then um, you also got some other guys like uh, Miami of Ohio commit, um, Brock Rice, Who's at Dixie Heights? He's a, an impressive two-way player on both the offense and defense. And then you got some young studs too, like Cooper's Austin Alexander, who picked up a lot of offers uh, in the offseason, and uh, his quarterback Cam O'Hara uh, at Cooper as well. So that Cooper team really intrigues me. They've got a lot of talent, um, but it hasn't necessarily translated to wins in the postseason. They're looking to snap about a four or five-year drought from from winning games uh, come November in the postseason. So. That's definitely a team that intrigues me and, you know, some of your top players in the area. Awesome. So who do you think the top teams are going to be? You know, you got Beachwood, who's your usual suspect. They've won three straight state titles at the Class 2A level. But, you know, their season brings a little bit of intrigue because they have a new coach now. Uh, Noel Rash retired after 17 years. He won eight state championships. In comes Jay Volker, who coached over at Talawanda in Ohio. So, you know, he brings, uh, you know, a, a younger um, voice, I, I should say. And uh, being out at his practice, I was really impressed on how hands-on he is with the kids and just, you know, how directional he is with those guys and seems to be really fitting in well there. So Beachwood's, you know, a definite usual suspect. Covington Catholic moves down to 4A from 5A. They're going to they're gonna walk through their district, I, I feel. Um, there's not much competition there. And they might not see a game where they're not winning by more than 35 in that class come until about the state semifinal. 4A is less competitive than? Yes. 5A is your bigger school. So it mm. goes from 6A, which is your top enrollments, which is probably 1,500-plus kids mm. in the school. And then it goes on all the way down onto 1A. Yeah. So 
those are your two probably big title contenders. And uh, I think Highlands will make some noise again in, in 5A. It's been since uh, 2015 since they've won past the third round of the playoffs. And I expect them to, to quite possibly change that this year. So if I were to pick three to make some noise this year, those would be the three. Awesome. What are some of the top storylines heading into the season? You know, again, you know, going back to Beachwood, can they four-peat? Um, you know, there's new districts, so that creates a lot of realignment shuffle. Um, there's there's some districts with all Northern Kentucky teams, which is your Class 5A, um, 6th district in there. You've got Boone County, you've got Cooper, you've got Connor, you've got Highlands, you've got Scott, and you've got Dixie Heights. So that's all Northern Kentucky teams there. Four out of those six will make the playoffs. Two won't make the playoffs. So that's that's pretty interesting. And then in Class 1A, you've got Newport that moves down from 2A. you got Newport Central Catholic, and you've got Bellevue and Dayton in, in that district. And um, I don't want to omit Newport Central Catholic. They did make the state semifinals last year. They've got their quarterback in Colton Smith and running back in Demetric Welch back. So that's another team that's going to be um, a force to reckon with, uh, with, with Stephen Lickard at the helm. Uh, another big thing is just, you know, the coaching turnover. There wasn't much in, in Northern Kentucky. There's 21 teams that we cover and only four of them had head coaching changes. Um, that usually, that number's sometimes a little bit higher certain years. So, um, those four coaches, you know, coming in and it'd be interesting to see, you know, how they kind of change the dynamic of, of their team. And then, uh, one last thing I'd like to look at is, is Logan Varex at Ryle. He's on pace to um, breaking all of Tanner Morgan's records. And Tanner Morgan is, is currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he yeah. obviously had a good career. Yeah. And um, he ended up going to uh, University of Minnesota, had a great career there. And now he's trying to get on with the Steelers. And, you know, here in Hootay country, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a bad word. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, best of luck to him as, as he kind of takes on his new adventure. Awesome. Um there's some fields around here that have had makeovers. Which ones are there? Yeah, it's really cool. You know, with Northern Kentucky and how much they invest into their programs uh, and the amount of turf fields that there are up here. Uh, out of the 21 schools, the majority of them now have turf, which mm-hmm. in a way is, is a safety precaution. And not only for football, but it, it really opens the doors for a lot of athletic programs and, and even the band and you know, dance teams and all that type of stuff that you can practice on instead of going out in a hot, hot parking lot on the asphalt <laughs> in the middle of summer. So um, you've got Beachwood that has new turf. Uh, you got Lloyd Memorial who went from grass to turf. Then you got Ludlow who I think is the most interesting because it's red turf. And mm-hmm. that's to this day known the only red turf for high school in the country. Really? Yeah, there's a college out in Washington that's Eastern Washington that has red turf, mm-hmm. but... Those are the only two that I think are, are known, and theirs is really neat because it backs up to the river, and uh, if there was a flood, um, it has like sand granules in the turf to where if it did flood, it wouldn't damage the field, so they kind of took a, a safety route there. And then you got Covenant Catholic, who um, has like shock-absorbent turf to help decrease and minimize the probability of concussions, so it's 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 a safety measure that they took, and, and it's a really neat uh, playing surface, and it kind of feels like you're walking on like cotton it's so soft so yeah those four fields uh it's pretty neat to, to see those so get out there and, and check those ones out and uh i'm sure it's exciting times for those schools too and newport has those new stands right yeah that's coming uh it's still uh most likely not going to happen this season okay. um they're not projected to be done until 
late October, early November, and that's right at the end of the season. So, unfortunately, the Wildcats will probably have to play a, a second straight season on the road. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Sunday story. We'll see you here next week.